a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Is that Jesus can return at any time. He's not waiting for a Japanese nuclear power plant to melt down. No. The thing that's holding him back is his patience and love for lost humanity and nothing else. Uh, there, there, There are no events that need to occur before Jesus comes back. And so seeing all the things that happen around us and saying, hey, hey, that means Jesus is coming. The answer is, no, no, that's wrong. That's the wrong way of looking at it. Jesus can come at any moment. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. And Luther says the only way that uh, the pronoun me and God could be in the same sentence is by this verb, have mercy. I've got. I've given myself the new nickname. I've thrown aside all the other accolades that you toss at me so freely, Evan. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, they, uh, they they feel like wine bull rider. Here. Yeah, and uh, what else am I? I can't remember. I can't remember and them I've all either. Them. They're just too <laughs> numerous. <laughs> you know, if you would ever say anything profound, I could update the sound bites at the opening of the show, but. Uh, we'll just I'll have to wait it. for that, that moment to happen. I'll just. <laughs> Ooh, man, I got something profound to say today. I just thought of it this morning. Don't you worry. It's coming. Do you write these down in a little black book? Oh, like so like a week a week later. I've got to say that on Table Talk Radio. You write this down. And... I did, in fact, I do. Mm. Yeah. I thought so. That's exactly what I do. I got my little Table Talk Radio. You, you, have, you have a book, and then and later you say, okay, that's really good. That goes on issues, et cetera. Uh, this is yeah. pretty terrible. <laughs> this goes on Table Talk Radio. How did you know? That's exactly right. Carrie told me. That is exactly right. Well, uh, today's edition of Table Talk Radio includes some Ten Commandments in the news and also some bumper sticker, church sign. uh, What are the other things that we play? All those things, theology. Bumper sticker! I think that's it. This is the, uh, eh, let's just do this kind of thing, prep. (laughs) That's different than our normal spiel? Bumper stickers, Ten Commandments in the news. I, by the way, how about this for news? Just pra- passed President Obama on the uh, what you call street. That that's breaking driving news. Driving by. <laughs> yeah. Did you Indeed, pull over for the motorcade? No, it was the motorcade was headed the it, the motorcade was headed uh, the northerly direction on the interstate, and I was headed the southerly direction. Ah, okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Good. He probably saw you. Yeah. I know. I think uh, he probably was waving, but it was the windows are pretty dark on his car. So when are they going to get the? When is uh, yeah, Hope I'm Lutheran glad. Church going to get the motorcade for pastor? Yeah, we're. I think we're going to skip the motorcade. We're in, looking into investing in a helicopter. Is what we're doing. Uh-huh. So. That'll be. And then you're going to you can repel down. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I think what actually comes before that is the ejector seat in the um, pulpit. <laughs> that's that's for your vicar. <laughs> so yeah, that's so, right. Oh, I mean, yeah, Pastor Pastor Wolfler wouldn't have the foresight to to read through the vicar's sermon ahead of time, but he would have this eject button so that the vicar. <laughs> it's, it's like a game show. That you know the heresy buzzer game that we played once. It'd be like that for the yep. vicar as soon as he says something heretical, <clears throat> and he just ejects him out of the. I like that of, idea a lot. <laughs> I like that idea a lot, a lot.
All right, uh, I got a, a theological buzz this. phrase for you. It's in the Latin. It's sola scriptura, and uh, this is this means uh, scripture alone. And this tells us that the that the Bible alone has infallible authority um, as the uh, rule of faith. So that uh, should we should uh, we ever question then um, what is true from God and, and what is infallible? Uh, that is uh, without error and in, in the inability in to err. Um, then that is uh, only the scriptures and nothing else. Uh, if you add something to that equation, you know, scriptures and the Pope, uh, scriptures and my feelings, then really it is just uh, all about that other thing. You take, you add to the scriptures, and the scriptures mean nothing. Um, so it, it has to be the scriptures alone. So sola scriptura. Got it. My uh, buzz phrase for you. Hey, we both have Latin. Look at this. Is ex opere operato. Which means from the working of the work, and it's a phrase that the Catholic Church used in the started in the Middle Ages, maybe around 11, 1200. This phrase came into being. Uh, it's used by Thomas Aquinas a couple of times. Really, someone must have been really pushing this thing at the time of the Reformation, because the Lutherans go nuts about it, and then it gets into the Council of Trent as uh, it gets dogmatized, and it says that this in the Council of Trent that the sacraments work ex opere operata, from they confer grace by just the working of the Spirit itself. Now, the Lutherans had already rejected it in 1530 in the Augsburg Confession in article whatever it is about the sacraments, and they say the sacraments don't work ex opere operato, and the Catholic Church doubles down on this error uh, and say it is true. Now, this, uh, uh, this ex opere operato question is the, the question when the Lutherans are talking about worship. I mean, when they want to talk about worship, this is what they talk about. And they say, look, what matters in worship is that God delivers a promise and our faith clings to that promise. It's not the doing of the work. It's rather the believing of the promise that matters. So if you picture the divine service like a courtroom and the evidence that's presented on our behalf, the evidence that's brought in uh, for us is the chief question. What evidence are we going to present to the judge? And ex opere apparatus says the evidence presented there is our works. Whereas we say the evidence presented is the blood of Jesus. And that blood of Jesus uh, that that uh, that prevails before the Father's face is now the reason why God pronounces us to be innocent, forgiven, justified. So Nice. There it is. All right. There it is. All right. Latin buzz for you, okay. buzzwords. All right. Um, all right. You want to do some tick minutes in the news? Oh, sure. All right. Why don't you describe how this game works? So the way Ten Commandments in the News works is we read a piece of news. Where'd my news go? I had like five or six of them up. Oh, I got too many web pages open here. Wait, where'd it go? Anywho, uh, we read a piece of news, and then we ask what uh, Ten Commandments this has to do with. And then we talk about it. And then sometimes we make it into a super game, which is if we were just listening to this piece of news with someone, how would we bring it about to talk about something helpful, according to the scriptures? Sometimes we do that. Um, okay, so I've got one for you. Are you ready? This is from uh, yeah, oh, Fox yeah. News. It says, Thou shalt not steal. Christian college alum battle over domain name. It says, uh, Cyber squatting is not a very Christian or legal thing to do. That's, cyber squatting? Yeah. That's the premise behind a Florida college's lawsuit against a former student who has allegedly committed trademark infringement and cyber squatting for more than a decade after he reg- after registering and maintaining a website critical of Pensacola Christian College. 
It says, quote, a gauge willfully, willfully infringed upon CCC's rights in the Pensacola Christian College mark by holding the domain name hostage, demanding that PCC pay him or a charity of his choice the sum of $75,000 in exchange for the transfer of the domain name, according to the lawsuit filed March 25th in the Florida Northern District Court. <laughs> So now, wait a minute. So explain. So tell me, explain to me what's going on. Let, let me read one more paragraph. I think it'll become yeah, clear. Okay. It says the website PensacolaChristianCollege.com does provide a link to the official page of the forty-five thousand uh, student college at PCCI.edu, but continues to cause imparable injury uh, to the school, according to a lawsuit uh, against the graduate Peter Gage seeking one hundred thousand dollars in damages. So what's going on? Is this guy uh, went and got? He purchased the domain name, uh, you know, for like a website. Uh, he purchased yeah, the domain yeah. name uh, PensacolaChristianCollege.com. And now uh, 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 the the college says that, that they're using using their trademark. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? So your name, but yeah, I got it. So kind, it'd kind be of like, like if we went and bought the Godwhisperers, ra- org and then put all sorts of nasty stuff about those guys on there. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean... Uh, we should do that. What what kind of bad <laughs> stuff is on the thing? I don't. I don't think this. I think it's bad. Bad stuff. It's just there. He's he's uh, he has the domain and he he's willing to sell it for seventy five thousand dollars. They don't want to do it. Oh, I see. So they're suing him to get it because they'd rather not. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, so I see. Is... I look at this. The student voice. The unofficial Pensacola Christian uh, uh, Christian College information site. Uh, welcome to the Student Voice. Here you will find information regarding Pensacola Christian College. Uh, though controversial, it is the student's voice goal to accurately describe PCC's rules and atmosphere so that prospective students may make an educated decision when selecting what college to attend. Uh, I see. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, man. Heck yeah. There's, uh, so it's not illegal to do this, right? So the question is, is it moral? Well, I think this is because the the front line of the story says cyber squatting is not a very Christian or legal thing to do. I mean, I've never cyber heard of this being squatting. illegal before. I mean, I remember yeah, when Pirate Christian Radio was getting started, and you wanted to go buy piratechristianradio.com and then sell it to Chris for, for you know, a million dollars or whatever. How come we didn't do that? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't. I owned Coca-Cola.com or whatever. Domain squatting. According to the U.S. legal federal law known as Anti-Cyber Squatting Consumer Protection Act. Oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know this. <laughs> is it trafficking in or using a domain name with bad faith intent to profit from the goodwill of a trademark belonging to someone else? Okay. Now, huh. yeah, so the assertion that they're making here is that this person is um, using this domain to try and... Uh, hinder uh, potential students. So I, yeah. I think that uh, that's that's going to be the question of the lawsuit. Are they damaging? Are they really damaging the reputation of the university? And you know, also the, I think you know with, when we talk about slander, slander actually has to be something that's not true. <laughs> yeah. You know. So all right, well let's let's uh, let's kind of chew on this during the break, and then we'll be right back and finish up the game. Ten Commandments the news. You're listening to the one and only Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Your 
immature audiences only. This is Table Talk Radio. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We at Table Talk Radio are looking for a... Uh, you're still going? We're looking for someone to, to, to volunteer some time here at Table Talk Radio. Oh, yes. You know, right. over, over at... Uh, for a small fee. <laughs> over at um, World We Everlasting, they uh, they have their ninja team, you know. What do we have? We have like our... our, our our clown team or our jesters or I don't know. What, would we what call do you call it? a bunch of people f- who fell asleep in the middle of the day? If you ever wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Narco- <laughs> what is that called? Uh, I don't know. Narcolepsy. Uh, what is it called? Nar- narcolepsy. So what would be someone who has narcolepsy? A narcolepsy. I do not know. Anyway, uh, we're looking anyway. for uh, someone who has the ability and know-how uh, to do a little audio editing for us just to help us get uh, shows out on our podcast stream a little bit quicker. And if that is you, send me an email, evan at tabletalkradio.org. Now, we were just talking, Pastor Wolfman, there about uh, on your way here to the Table Talk Radio studio, uh, you saw our uh, commander-in-chief in the motorcade. And I was yeah. wondering, if you had five minutes with um, President Obama, what would you ask him? I am particularly interested in these days— in these gray and latter days, I'm particularly interested in the question of natural law, and I'm wondering, I think I would like to ask the president if he believed in natural law. I, I think that's what I want to talk about. Okay, so I'll be President Obama. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, what What do you mean by uh, natural law? Uh, How was that? Good. that? That's amazing. What I mean by natural law is that there is a moral standard built into the universe that is not for our tinkering with, but is rather for our discovering. That is a good question. I'm not being President Obama. I I, I think that would be. So okay. So now, how would you, how do you think he would answer that question? I don't have any idea. I, because I see, I, I don't even know why I, I this assumed. I, I'm kind of a moron. I think I, I was assuming. Oh, uh, two days ago that everyone believed in natural law. But all of a sudden it occurred to me that that, I don't think that's actually the case. I I think that fewer and fewer people do believe in natural law. All right. We'll try and set up that interview with uh, President Obama later on the old talk radio. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The the theologically exclusive interview with (laughs) President Obama. That'd be easy to do. He's just driving right by here. I'll just go wave him down. Yeah, run uh, up, run up to his car real quick and, and knock yeah. on the window. See see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, tell him tell him you want a present who's approachable <laughs> and personable. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now we're talking about uh, in a Ten Commandments in the news this uh, article from Ten uh, sorry Fox News about a uh, Pensacola Christian College alum who. Bought the domain uh, PensacolaChristianCollege.com and uses this website to try and uh, uh, fully inform in his in his uh, views of the of the college. Uh, so, uh, what what do you think? Ten Commandments going on here? Uh, yeah, 
Uh, so you so it was already it's pretty handy when you have in the name of the thing already a commandment, don't you think? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So do you uh, agree with that? With that? So you uh... should not steal. I mean, apparently, the, well, so you know what? Before actually, before the question of theft actually comes up in this whole deal, uh, you have the a couple of other commandments that we should pay attention to. So first is the eighth commandment, and that is that this is being taken to court. You know, so that's the court case stuff. That's Eighth Commandment. And then uh, also the whole question of government. So anytime that you have the question of the state and all of this come up, that is a matter of the Fourth Commandment, which establishes the three estates of, of family, church, and state. Um, and the, now the, the Fourth Commandment, the estate of the state, is trying to sort out if cyber squatting is actually a crime. Uh, and so that's what's really, I guess, going on here, huh? I was surprised to hear there was already regulation on this. Yeah, a ton of it. Look, I, you want me to read you what legal code this has to do with? I'm sure our listeners are very interested in this. I'm dying to know. Yeah. Well, it was here on Wikipedia. What happened to it? Where did well, it I'm sure I'll live if you can't find it. Right. Okay. Oh, so yeah. We... I, ch- I switched over to the president's schedule. He's in. He's flying from Denver to California tonight. Maybe I'll try to catch him on his way back to Buckley Air Force Base. There you go. Yep. Okay. Good. Hey, okay. just got a Groupon email. That's nice. Do you have a news item for me? Oh, sure. Uh, okay. Marriage in the dock. Supreme Court. Oh, no. I didn't want to read that one. I want to read this one. Obama administration urges Supreme Court to rethink DOMA. DOMA standing for Defense of Marriage Act. <laughs> the Obama administration is following through on its relatively newfound support of gay marriage. On Friday, the administration filed a legal brief with the Justice Department that urges the Supreme Court to strike down a key part of the Defense of Marriage Act. The brief formally asked the court to declare unconstitutional a specific part of DOMA called Section 3. That's the part that bars recognition of same-sex marriages for purpose of federal benefits, such as income taxes or federal employee benefits. The brief points out that there are more than 1,000 federal statutes and programs that come into play depending on a person's marital status. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. It's funny mm-hmm. that you brought this up, or maybe, maybe this is why you brought it up, because before the show we were talking about um, many of these sheriffs in Colorado. By the way, your state just uh, adopted um, some of the strictest gun laws in the country. So I hope, huh? hope you weren't planning on exercising your Second Amendment right anytime soon. Um, but uh, many sheriffs in the state of Colorado are speaking out, and probably right about now at the park with uh, our commander-in-chief uh, to tell them, uh, to tell him, rather, uh, that they are not going to be defending this new law. Now, we were talking about this because it's an interesting question of vocation, right? So the sheriff has the vocation of carrying out the laws that uh, the lawmakers give him. However, the sheriff has also made a promise to uphold the Constitution. Um, And uh, we were talking about how, though, it's not the vocation of sheriff to make the judgment which laws go contrary to the Constitution and then um, only defend the ones that he he thinks uh, does or doesn't. and so uh, he, according to his office, should let the judicial system make that ruling, okay, this law is against the, the Constitution, and he should just carry it out. So, so in other words, if, if uh, there's a current law in the books that is against the Constitution, until the judicial branch takes care of that, I think the sheriff in his vocation in his office 
has a responsibility to, to carry out that mandate. But now, the, the, the reason that all this came up is because we have the same thing with the executive branch, right? So right. the executive branch is tasked with, uh, with carrying out DOMA, and our, uh, and, and our president has said, no, I'm not going to do that. So I, I think, I mean, I don't know what discourse is going to be going on, if any, today at the park there in Denver. But, uh, I mean, if, if President Obama were to say something like, hey, it's your job, uh, according to your office, to carry out this law, uh, like, all right, well, it's your job according to your office to carry out DOMA. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, pretty interesting. Also, uh, this idea that um, DOMA shouldn't be defended because of uh, unequal rights. Uh, I, I am continually fascinated by this, that, that somehow we think that, that, right, that there are unequal rights. The fact right. of the matter is, we are we all have equal rights uh, on in the case of marriage. Um, so that I, as I stand right now, um, uh, have freedoms and restrictions of who I can and cannot marry. So I, I I do not have the ability to marry whomever I want. I can't marry someone who is already married. Um, I can't marry someone. Uh, who is like uh, a blood relative uh, to myself, and so there's I can't marry my dog. Sorry, Sage. Um, <laughs> she's not. Or he's not. <laughs> In any case, um, there's restrictions. Now it, it may be that some people um, don't like, aren't interested in the people they're free to marry. And some people are interested in the people they are restricted to marry, but that doesn't mean that their rights uh, are unequal. And so uh, I think that the those who are who are trying to say that that gay marriage is a matter of equal rights or civil rights have to come up with a better argument because that one's not going to fly. However, it's the one that's winning the day, isn't it? It's the one that is uh, in the news every night. It's the one that uh, seems to be kind of. Uh, subversively in your favorite sitcom, and so it's the one that everybody is repeating like a robot and not thinking critically about it. Right, that's right. I think there's something more even uh, crazy going on behind this, and that is that there's a Gnosticism at work in the civil unions and gay marriage question, and it is this. While the Gnostic hates creation, so that's one of the marks of Gnosticism, right? This hatred for creation. The Gnostic also believes that we humans have a little spark of the divine and that we then can overcome creation. And there's something really terrible going on with this, uh, with the whole question. All right, I'm going to have you explain that a little bit more on the other side of this break, and then we're going to be playing some bumper sticker theology. You don't want to go away for that. We'll be right back. Theologians for the price of none. Table Talk Radio will be right back. <laughs> Are you still laughing at your own jokes? 
no, I'm laughing at Celebrity Pastor. Uh-oh. I'm following him on Twitter now. You want to... Oh, what, what, man. What does Celebrity Pastor say? <laughs> uh... In honor of Poetry Month, Celebrity Pastor writes, Roses are red, violets are blue, sometimes I start revivals with a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, man. So, okay, so before the break, you were talking about this discussion <laughs> of uh, gay marriage and, uh, and, and its relation to Gnosticism. Will you run that bias oh, again? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, okay. So, so how about this? So Gnosticism, this takes, you know, I, there's some, some ethicist, some Lutheran ethicist somewhere that Pless had us read said that, that homosexuality is a flight from creation. Have you ever heard that? You ever heard that guy said that thing? Hmm. Anyhow, I think it's worse than that. I think it's actually an assault on creation because, because see, there we are creation. So, for example, if you want to know... Um, if you want to know if you are a man or a woman, you could just look and check. But but no, that's for the Gnostic. That's not good enough because because that my biology has to be it, it can't my my biology has to be resisted. How how can I sit here and let my biology tell me who I am? That I have to use the men's restroom, etc. So now I have to be able to transcend my biology, to assault my own biology, to assault nature and therefore natural law as well. So it must be that if natural law tells us that what marriage should be is a man and a woman, that those two together, then I, I, I the Gnostic actually has to have an assault on that, has to come and fight against that and say, well, nature, you might say that a man and a woman is, for example, how you get a baby and that's how you raise a family, etc. But but. But I'm not going to be beholden to you because I think that you are in uh, of necessity evil because I'm a Gnostic and I think creation's evil. Aha, so this is your part of your revelation that not everybody believes in natural law. Well, I don't, yeah, that's right because I think that um, so so I think that now natural selection is probably the word the thing that comes in to to fight <laughs> against natural law. But but there's something else too. So natural selection, you know, natural law says you shouldn't kill. Uh, natural selection says if you can kill better, you're awesome. Yeah. You know, I mean. But I can't help but I can't help but notice that uh, natural selection is um, sort of against homosexual. Yeah, that's right. So now they even have to transcend natural selection because natural select. I mean, the natural law says uh, chat, you should be chased. Natural selection says you should spread your genetic seed all over the world. Uh, but then the Gnostic says uh, I'm above all of that. And Gnosticism takes two forms. You remember, it takes a kind of ascetic form as well as a, a kind of hedonistic form, mm. so that no one can restrain my pleasures. So my pleasures do not have to have purpose. Natural selection says that my my instinct is there to propagate and bring about some sort of progressive change in the world. Yeah. And natural law says my instincts ought to be curtailed by my reason. That Gnostic says. Uh, my instincts and my passions must have free reign because that's all I am. So, so I can. I mean, so that this can be expressed in philosophical terms as well. Remember this. Remember this uh, thing that you always talk about all the time about accident and substance. Yeah. So the so the the substance is the uh, uh, I don't know how you, the the core of who you are. Uh, what makes what makes Brian Brian. Right. Um, and uh, and then the accident is just like your Linton beard. <laughs> I mean, it, your right, right. your beard is not um, not uh, integral to to who Brian is. Uh, so the question is: Is gender accident or substance? 
And so um, what what uh, what they want to say is no 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 ac- uh, gender is is accident. But but um, I I think that that the way the scriptures speak, um, it, it would it would speak that uh, uh, part of your gender div- uh, is is who you are, uh, so that you're uh, a mother or a father. Uh, or a husband or a wife, and and, and these are uh, vocations um, unique to uh, u- unique to unique to you. So so that um, there's there's uh, millions of dads in the world, but you're only uh, you are only the dad to your children. Um, right. And, and and so I wonder if your children would say that that gender is <laughs> is part of who you are. <laughs> right. Right. So okay, well, so, uh, uh, so oh, I, go, to go really interesting. to go back to this idea or this that Ten Commandments question, then uh, remember the the story in case you're just tuning us in. <laughs> the story what is the story? We, I forgot. We, uh, Did I read Doma. the story? Yeah, yeah, Doma. Oh yeah. Uh, so, so the fourth commandment is getting involved here because uh, we're talking about government and and uh, this regulation of uh, of marriage. Um. Sixth commandment was family and marriage, uh, of course. So the 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 federal benefits uh, deals with the eighth commandment with money, and so that uh, gays want the same benefits. Seventh commandment, money. A uh, seventh commandment, right? <laughs> I'm with you. I know the numbers. Hey, I'm tracking. I slipped into the other numbering for a moment. Yeah, you were. Uh, <laughs> that was a concession to our Calvinists. Listeners. That's one of our Calvinist outreach program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seventh commandment. I'm sorry. Uh, and I'm then um, tracking. ninth, uh, ninth and tenth commandment for coveting marriage. <laughs> that's not that funny. That does not that that was funny, but it was not backing away from the microphone. For I'm me. just I'm just learning from you. The more you laugh at your own jokes, maybe maybe people start laughing. That's just, true. But, but they're just laughing at you. They're not laughing that's, at your jokes. No, that's fine. That's all right. Just any way you can get a laugh, you know. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So that's it for me. I'm ready. What one. about fourth command? Fourth commandment is the big I one. Said which is stab- fourth commandment. Thanks oh, for okay, paying you attention. You're welcome. Uh, of course, we have first in all of them. So first I was commandment. Busy, busy reading the tweet here. Pastor tip says celebrity pastor. If you really want to get people's attention, say, quote, I promised myself I wouldn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, past I, celebrity pastor's having trouble over his church. He says, people are all huffy that we did Margaritaville during worship. Come on, folks. It is Palm Sunday. <laughs> Hashtag go missional or go home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you're upset because I installed palm trees, a white sand beach, and Corona sign on the stage for Palm Sunday, sorry you hate Holy Week. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. This is pretty good. Think of all the things you're missing on Twitter. Good thing I'm here oh, for yeah. you. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know how doing I, all this work. I don't know how I get by without this. You know, I, just, I mean, my mm-hmm. life feels pretty empty um, yeah, I, without well, it. <laughs> Christian hipsters, hold on, let me. Uh, no, no, no. Let's let me get to some bumper up. stickers. Here, here's, here's a church sign. I think bumper sticker. Uh, church sign to report. Uh, it says 2013 dreams happen through Christ. Oh, there you go. Did we do that one? That one sounds familiar. I don't know. Dreams? I can't remember. Dreams That's happen. One of the through problem Christ. with the bumper stickers is they are, uh, and church signs too, is mentally unsticky. <laughs> yeah, this is proof that they're not doing what they're set what they're setting out to do. Dreams uh, happen through Christ. I don't know. I mean, I. It's dumb. Everyone's all you know. Hope and dream. Everyone's always. 
everyone's always talking about dreams. For heaven's sakes, you got to dream big and dream and all this dream, dream. <sighs> What's wrong with that? Well, I mean, look, you know, this dream is for your sleeping. We need to wake, oh, sleeper, from your slumber. <laughs> get after I have it. a dream. Oh, by the way, what, what, oh, what's your dream? Uh, getting, That's from the, getting the 20... prophet Jeremiah. Gain 20 pounds in five weeks? What did you say? No, uh, 20, 25 listeners to the show. Oh, okay, Jeremiah. Dream big. Yes. Your dream will happen through Jesus. Jeremiah, dreamers. This is uh, Jeremiah chapter 23. Aha. Don't worry, I found it. Good. Let the prophet who has a dream recount the dream, but let the one who has my word speak it faithfully. <laughs> For what does straw have to do with grain, declares the Lord. That's All right, I think we're ready for another one. Are you ready for another one? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Hey, wait a minute. Aren't I we doing this because I had this insight about coexist? No. You forgot to let me talk about that. All right, well, let's, let's do this thing. Let, then, let's yeah. let's start that at the uh, top of the next segment. All right. What? How many segments have we done already? We've got one more after this. Hang All in right. there. We're almost there. <laughs> Here's another. One. I've got a church sign to report. It says a bad attitude spoils the gift. It's on an Assemblies of God church. All right, bad attitude spoils the gift. <laughs> you know the problem with that church sign is it's not a metaphor or a simile. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the the pun uh, that it needs. Yep. Yep. Um, it should be this. I'll, let me rewrite this. I'm going to do a little editing really quick. Ready? To make this an appropriate church sign, because an appropriate a church sign has to have a pun in it. So it should be like this. A bad aptitude uh, spoils the whole bunch of gifts. Spoils the whole barrel of gifts. Got it? A bad aptitude spoils the whole barrel of gifts. I can tell you don't do a lot of church signs. There, that sign is better than the one you just had because it has a... All right, fine. All right, look. <laughs> if you want it, so you... a bad attitude, and then in parentheses it would say, read apple. No, no, no. It'd be the other way. A bad apple, read attitude, spoils the whole bunch, read Gifts. <laughs> That's a better one. Okay. Well, a bad attitude spoils the gift. What's that supposed to mean, by the way? Um, it's not very clear. I mean, this is kind of like your praise song cruncher. It's not clear. Yeah. Are you, are you desiring more clarity in the church side? I am. If you so here, God gives you a gift. Is this maybe what it's talking about? God gives you a gift, like for example, the forgiveness of sins. But you're all grumpy about it, like, oh, I don't want to be in church, and this place stinks, and lights are damp in here, and that pastor's boring. And you ruin the, the whole thing? Is that what's going on? I suppose. Um, I suppose. To. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's take this break, and then we're going to hear about your profane in insight on coexist. Profane? Right back. Profound, you may say. Profane. Table Talk Radio. The games are just an excuse. <laughs> Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Okay, now, Pastor Rolf in there has some uh, great insight into this uh, 
this, what is it? Bumper sticker for Coexist. Are you going to write an article about this? <laughs> I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because you're supposed to be writing an article for Around the Word about Coexist. Uh, Public but, now. Everyone's going to expect it. And everyone's going to go no, and no. probably buy this article, this, this journal, just to read your article about Coexist. I can't. The deep, profound insight <laughs> of this. <laughs> Of Evan Gagline on the on the on the on the coexist on the on the ever present always on every bumper bumper sticker coexist. What should we say to that? And how can we have an intelligent conversation about? Because our kids go off to college and they come back and they have a coexist bumper sticker. And what do we say to the kids? I'm gonna get the journal. See what Evan says. Uh, so no, anyway. I can't do that because I'm uh, I'm creating my competing uh, theological lay journal. Um, Which is what under the word, immersed in the word, word. immersed in the word, (laughs) (laughs) emerging from the word, even with an under the word. So you really set yourself up. I'm looking for something good now. Coexist, and that is what was that that I was thinking about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes, I remember. Now it's this. I now because you see these coexist bumper stickers everywhere, and it has all the different religious signs. So you got the Muslims, and you got the Taoists, and you got the feminists, and you got the Christian, and all this, and it says coexist. And it thinks it just means, oh yeah, this means everyone should be nice to each other, right? Hey, we ought to all just get along. In fact, I in fact I think on the Table Talk Radio Worldview catalog. The Coexist bumper sticker is its own worldview, which is subtitled, Can't We All Just Get Along? Is that truth? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Anyway, uh, what the, but there's something more to it. Because this Coexist thing means what, what it's driving at, and I was thinking about this because they have the Coexist, and then they started with the, with the Tolerance one with the same signals. And then now, most recently, they have the one that says Peace. Have you seen that? Yeah. Same the same one, and it says peace. And and what it's getting at is that there should not be any violence. And this is what the coexist bumper sticker is then saying, is that you can think whatever you want, but you never better not care about it enough to actually fight for it. <laughs> so that you can have an opinion, but you can't have a conviction. Because conviction, if someone believes something strong enough that they're willing to fight for that, and they're willing to die for that, they're willing to stand up and be counted, to be held accountable for what they believe. If someone has a conviction, then there's a potential for conflict. So the coexist bumper sticker is a way of saying whatever it is that you believe and whatever it is that you think and whatever it is that you trust in and whatever it is that your position is, I don't care. And you also better not care. So it reduces everything to the realm of of opinion, uh, and and despises any sort of conviction. This is the new atheist sort of thing, right? The new atheist says that uh, that religion is dangerous because it actually makes men willing to to kill for something. But but and this is the reason why I'm thinking about it because I think in our Christian churches we need to be considering more and more what it means to die for the faith, and we need to be as pastors preaching and preparing ourselves in the congregation to actually stand up and suffer and die for our confession of faith. But those seem like two different things, though. That is not, that is not a a real thing. You you should not have any sort of conviction that actually ends up mattering. uh, Well, I don't know. I think that's different, because um, I I would love to talk to someone who has this on their car and ask them, um, do do you think that... um, 
my beliefs. Uh, uh, l- l- let me phrase it this way. Do you think it's honorable for someone who would die for their beliefs? Because that is something quite different than, than fighting and killing for one's beliefs. Well, yeah, indeed, it's the opposite. But it is it is an in um, it is a it is a uh, it comes from the same phenom- from the same place, which is the place of conviction. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it is a different thing to kill for something than to die for something. But both are come from these deep seated sure. things where that so, ideas so actually we, matter. We wouldn't we wouldn't obviously kill for the faith, but we would say that someone's wrong. You know, so I mean that that's well, the yeah, basis that's right. of it. So yeah. so that uh, uh, you, you say that um, uh, that the world got started on the back of a turtle. And I'd say, um, who says that? The Bahudists mm, or the Hindus? <laughs> I always get the two confused. <laughs> but uh, say, no, you're wrong. Uh, actually, uh, God created us in six literal days. Oh God, you, you're just being so intolerant. You're being, yeah. yeah I mean, it's just so. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, something there. I think there is this. There's like this this rule change that goes on between um, the law of non-contradiction in the physical realm. And then the law of non-contradiction in the spiritual realm. Now, I will admit that one leads to the other. So that if if you think a lot of people today think that okay, there's the the law of non-contradiction exists in the physical realm, but not in the spiritual spiritual realm. That's that's now training us to think that it doesn't even exist in the physical realm, right? So now now it doesn't matter if if uh, things contradict each other, even in in things that you can see. But but for a long time, people have said. Uh, oh yeah, uh, you can be a Christian or a Jew, and they can even pray together, and it's no big deal. Why? Because uh, e- each one discovers spirituality for themselves. There's not, it's not it's nothing objectively true about it. Right. Huh. All I right. Mean, it is. Right. Oh, go ahead. So, oh, you want to do some more? Well, oh, should we, do, are we requiring I, to stretch out this profound insight? No, we can we can move on if you want. Okay, let's do that. Okay, sounds like a good idea to me. Hi, I saw this uh, bumper sticker on the back of a white uh, three-quarter ton pickup truck, uh, a diesel pickup truck, uh, and it said, this cowboy sponsored by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Cowboys for Christ, and then it had an address after that. Hmm. All right. Cowboys for Christ. Thank you. The the Holy Trinity is sponsoring is giving Cow- out sponsorships now? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> what if we could apply that... I don't think we'd have good odds for our show. And cowboys, I guess that's what happens in baptism. <laughs> baptism is sponsored by Father, you, Son, and Holy Spirit. You need Spirit. to add that to your um, to your baptismal certificates. Sponsored, sponsored by Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's right. There you go. Uh, I, I wonder. That is weird. I wonder what kind of sponsor. There's all these cowboy churches and things like this. There's this one. Yes. There's this one church that meets somewhere in a bar. Oh, did we? Now that was a sign that was on our Facebook page. I don't think I sent you. It was slightly inappropriate. I couldn't believe it. It was advertising. Come and yeah, that was probably not good. <laughs> All right, we'll leave that to the imagination then. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. What is it? Um, I mean, I remember 
in uh, eastern Colorado, there was a cowboy church, and that made sense because there's a lot of cowboys in eastern Colorado. But, uh, I mean, I guess there is in Denver, too. I don't know. It, but it seems like a fad. So, you know, hey, do you guys... No. You, Are you kidding? Fads? You guys, you guys want to Cowboys have been around forever. <laughs> I, I know that. There's been cows. There's been cowboys. But people like to dress up as, let's go line dancing, you know? I mean, it's, it's not... They're not trying to appeal to the person who... Uh, gets up at the break of day and is herding cattle and branding uh, cows and stuff like this. They're, they they want to get the person who likes dressing up with a cowboy hat, some cowboy oh, boots. I see what you're that's just, so I mean, it's not like a farmer's church, right? Yeah. So, so you, you, got, you got the handkerchief wrapped around your neck or whatever, right? Right. <laughs> you you they, drive up their tractors. They hand out a little piece of wheat to chew on when you're in church. And, How come cowboys talk about tractors? What is it? Because tractors, I thought, belonged to farmers, not to cowboys. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right. What is that I, so about? I wonder too. Let's let's have another uh, vocationally narrowed church. So we're gonna have plumbers church. You know, I mean, you can, when you show up, we're gonna we're gonna hand I'll you. T- I'll tell you, the worst <laughs> of all of them would be the pastors church. Yeah. <laughs> well, your your uh, all star pastor Twitter. Oh yeah, no pastor. celebrity pastor. Celebrity Let me check pastor. in and see what he's up to now. How do I get to him back again? I forgot. I'm, I'm not so good on Twitter. Celebrity. I found it. Don't worry, I found it. Oops. Press the button too quick. So let's see what Celebrity Pastor's up to. Celebrity Pastor says, But for the grace of God, I would be like you. Hashtag thankful. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds familiar. Celebrity Pastor, by the way, it looks like he got in trouble. He says, I might as well be working in a pagan roller derby arena. My maintenance guys are like, we cannot use C4 to blow open the tomb on stage. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I got I got one more for you before we close out the show. Here it is. Are we done with this? Hi, I'm calling in a church sign from Saskatoon. It's on a Mennonite church, and it says, "Courage is fear that has said its prayers." I think that's a Luther quote, or at least a, apparently, you know, you know, our President Harrison is always quoting Luther, and it sounds, and you're always a little bit suspicious. I'm talking now in second person. You're always a little bit suspicious when he quotes Luther because you're never quite sure if Luther actually did say that. You can't ever track it down. But he says something like, Luther says that courage is fear that has been baptized. What do you think about that idea? I don't know what that means. Do you want? Can you can you expand upon that theologically in ten seconds? <laughs> I'll just read another celebrity pastor tweet. Okay. Oh, you're upset? I kicked over your bake sale for the hungry table i'll let the money changers know you're looking for a job (laughs) (laughs) all right and that's gonna do it for this edition of table talk radio uh if you uh, visit our website tabletalkradio.org you'll see a list of all of our past shows to lure yourself asleep when you when you can't uh, get to sleep also we have our merchandise shop there on the table talk radio website i just click on store you can buy your very own table talk radio shirt thanks for listening to this edition of table talk radio my elders are like, we are not doing a running of the bulls in church. If they had more love, it would probably cast out fear. You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. 
Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.